This podcast is to discuss meaningful topics and issues from a lens of two Camaraican sisters and other diverse community leaders. Today's topics are women empowerment and entrepreneurship with Candy Robertson. Welcome back to our podcast. We are your two Camaraican sisters, Jasmine and Melissa. And today we are excited to welcome a special guest with us today. We connected with Candy early on um, through the Instagram community. And we were excited to see a fellow Khmer strong woman running her own businesses. And we were excited to learn more about her. So Candy submitted a features blog on our website. And I also got a chance to talk with Candy on the phone and interview her about her business. So you can check out that blog post on our website to learn more about her hair care line. Candy Robertson is a first generation Cambodian American from New Orleans, Louisiana. Candy is the founder of a luxury hair care line called Empress that is inspired by Cambodian royalty. Candy is also the CEO of her own social media marketing agency, Conquer Marketing, that specializes in social media marketing, branding, and advertising. As a human rights activist, she has advocated against human trafficking, since this is an issue that still occurs in the Cambodian community, she wants to give back to the world in this way as a Khmer. Yay, welcome Hello. Candy, and it's nice to finally meet you because I've been following your socials <laughs> and I think it's incredible that you've amassed such a huge following, but you've also built an empire of all these <laughs> businesses. So I think you're a true definition of boss lady. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be a part of like you guys are, are doing something amazing for the oh, entire community and sh sharing and um, other people and their their progress. So I think that's great. Thank you, Candy. Yeah, it's been incredibly rewarding. It, it takes time, but I think at the end of the day, like we feel really good about our project and connecting with others. I think that's the, yeah. the best part of this project. Um, all right, so let's go right into the, the questions. So we want to learn more about what it was like growing up and, you know, what your parents were like, if you have any siblings, and what kind of hardships and struggles that you face. Well, um, I have older parents, so like my parents would probably be like your yay and that, like mm -hmm. <laughs> people my age are, you know, they have younger parents, so mm, my parents, you know, obviously they, they survived the genocide. So my mom actually met my dad at the refugee camp. She had already lost her previous family and she went to the camp and she met my dad there. So then they had my brother uh, who was two years older than me and then they got sponsored to uh, Maryland. So I was born in Maryland. My brother's deaf actually. Growing up with them was, was difficult because obviously they didn't speak English and my brother didn't, you know, he was deaf. So like they were, everyone relied heavily on me. So I was also the only one in the family that knew sign language. So I had to interpret with, between my parents, and my brother, and I did a lot of um, interpreting. I, did, <laughs> I think my whole life was basically interpreting, I did, interpreting for my mom. How did you learn sign language? Did you teach yourself? My brother taught me but he taught me the lazy way. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really accurate. Also. So if I was to like sign with other people, they're like, what are you saying? So as I got oh. older, 
um, I learned American Sign Language the proper way, and I was like, why didn't you teach me the right way? <laughs> <laughs> he created um, his own language. <laughs> yeah, he did. He created his own language at home. So, like, when I'm talking to his friends, they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, so um, it was really tough on it was really tough on me because everyone it was really like everyone relied on me. I'm the only that spoke English, could read, could write. So I did a lot of things for my brother, paper wise, and obviously with my parents as well. It was um, a little tough because, other than that, um, you know, my parents, especially my mom, suffered from PTSD and other mental issues and didn't heal. You know, she had, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like she really had yeah. too early, I think. <laughs> so she, yeah, it was really, it was actually really rough growing up. Very, very traumatic. I had a very traumatic childhood. And uh, I don't want to say too much about my mom because I, yeah. I want to leave like a good legacy. Yeah. Like my mom's different yeah. now, you know, yeah. like she's older now and she's still like as temperamental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's, she's, I think she sees how she treated me then. So she kind of like treats, like she really treats my kids amazing. Like, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like you spoil the crap out of my kids. But you know, but, but anyway. Yeah. Growing up is different. Right. So I think I see a lot of change in her now. That's and, good. Yeah. Did you um, feel like you had to mature very quickly? Like, oh, yeah. Because everyone relied on you. Oh, yeah. Almost I, everything. Right. Got my own apartment at like at 19, 18. Wow. 19. I had my own so young. work, got went to school by myself, everything. Like, mm. and that's because I have to give credit. Like, I was actually writing my mom's bills, like, I was writing out the money orders and paying bills for her at mm. eight years old. So, I was doing that and picking up her medications and things like that. Like, I mm. used to walk a whole hour to the pharmacy just to, at eight, nine years old. So, yeah, yeah, I, was, I grew up a lot. I grew up very fast with them, but I was also very naive. If, you know, like, cause my parents really kept me inside the house. So like, I never got to go um, do extracurricular activities like other kids do. Yeah. So. Cause you had responsibilities. Right. You couldn't just have fun and go live your life like other people your well, age. Well, it was mainly because <laughs> my parents were like old fashioned. So oh, like, okay. So they sheltered you. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, no, you can't do that. You can't, you're a girl. Oh, yeah. You can't do this. You can't do that. I can't leave. You can't have friends. Like, oh, doing it. I couldn't have any friends. I couldn't mm-hmm. do nothing. I just go to school, come home. That's all I could do. Mm-hmm. Oh, got a curfew. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> girl, curfew. Like, my, my curfew, like, when I get home from school, <laughs> curfew starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you get to enjoy life now. I get to, yeah. I think that's what, you know, my friends and family say now is like, um, like, children they like my mom's are young at heart and it's because I never had much of a childhood so I kind of make up with it now wait you look great and I you're know. so tech savvy you so young so <laughs> yeah, I'm not making up for it now <laughs> I guess the positive of being a parent now is you can give them the life the childhood that you wanted so. yeah it's usually like that and sometimes uh the, sometimes it kind of backfires and I think it's okay. like our generation, we do that. So, like, I'm not obviously not the only one that. So, in my generation, we all have gone through hardships. You know, like back in the day, you were at home by yourself at five years old, and that's okay. that was okay. So, we do do that with our children, and sometimes it backfires <laughs> because now they can't do anything. Like, literally, like my kids, I try because I do everything. I've done everything since I was a kid. So, growing up, I would do everything for my husband, my children, 
not knowing like I'm actually um, not not really teaching them what I. Oh, I see what you. Oh, mean. you have to learn the hard way. And yeah, like you, you learn know, how to like, be self sufficient. Right. And you're so used to taking care of others. Right. Yeah. Right. And then now that my kids are not like as self sufficient as yeah. I. Right. Because yeah. we don't have to grow up like we did. Mm-hmm. So it's like where you have to learn the balance. hard balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know you've had challenges in your personal life and professional life. And it's amazing that you're still so strong for your family. And I feel like you are, you exude confidence. So I'm glad that you're in a good place in your life. We're interested to know, and I learned about it when we did our phone interview, but um, for our listeners and for Melissa, could you tell us what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Um, How do you manage multiple businesses while raising a family and also keeping a healthy relationship with your husband? So um, I've always wanted a business uh, ever since I was young. So I I wanted to have like my own. So when I was younger, I was an artist. Like I went to school to be an artist and then I got pregnant. So (laughs) now my daughter is in college being an artist. Oh, nice. You can live near her. (laughs) Yeah, because I was pregnant with her and I had to drop out and then now she's doing what I was supposed to be doing but anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing Um, so that's another talent that you have yes I can my tattoo if you've seen it on I actually drew that myself like I didn't (gasps) I drew my tattoo that's incredible (laughs) I should have had you drawn my tattoos (laughs) (laughs) I gotta do another one I I like the tattoo but yeah so I've always wanted to do that like I wanted to own my own comic book store like I used to like oh I didn't know that yeah, so I wanted to do that. All right. <laughs> so many different that. interests. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to do that. And then obviously life happened and I got pregnant and couldn't do that. So I had to think, okay, I have to, I have, to have a career where I have to take care of my kids. Um, obviously my personal life wasn't going so well. So I had to make sure like I can be stable with my children by mm-hmm. myself if I had to. So I went to nursing. So while I was in nursing school, I had a, a girl that came up to me and she's like, um, no, mind you, like I never did makeup. I never did anything. I never, I never drank. I never went out. I never party. I never did anything. Mm. Um, that has to do with my mom too. Like she's, she could, I couldn't wear makeup. Like she wouldn't let me wear makeup. She used to say like whores. Wouldn't make so makeup. traditional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, she was like, yeah, you know, you, you, she was a model for, in, at a, uh, Wilhelmina in DC and she was like you, sh- you should model I'm like, oh. like I never really obviously didn't think about it because I didn't I didn't think about myself like that um so <laughs> I graduated from nursing school and I guess I was like oh let me try something new I, you know I'm already a nurse let me do something like I guess I was like that's just me that's just who I am right so I was like I want to do something else and um I dabbled it in modeling so that kind of like blew up and then I started going to acting, I want to be in movies. And then I started doing that. And then while in doing movies, I'm watching everyone else, like the camera and the camera people, the crew, the makeup, um, like everything on set. And then I was kind of learning how to do everything. And then I just started to like, wanted to do it myself. So then I, um, I didn't want to just be like a model. Like I didn't want to be known for being a model. So at the time I decided to like, I wanted to give back. And that's where I got into um, human trafficking, because um, I knew that was something that was big in Cambodia, and I wanted to give back. And so I researched a few um, nonprofits and uh, found Nomi Network um, that worked with Cambodians in Cambodia um, 
they weave baskets and they make baskets, handmade baskets, and you know, they pay the women really well and they give them daycare and things like that. So I did like a fundraiser for them. So I did like a fashion, because I was modeling, so I did a fashion show for them called Fashion for Freedom. And um, I did that for three years for different organizations. And then loved it because I'm now telling, kind of telling people what to do. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, so then I now know how to run a business almost. Like, so I, I'm, oh, I know how to put together a whole fashion show. It's a lot. You gotta get makeup artists, oh, models, casting calls, and mm-hmm. um, the paperwork behind it, you know, sponsors and things like that. So, you, you know, you figure that out. And then um, while being a model, you know, people ask you to do things like go work for like a convention. So I went to work for a convention for this guy who owned a jewelry store in Dallas, huge, huge jewelry store. And then he was teaching me how to sell jewelry, but like the business and where he bought, he buys jewelry from overseas. And then how he, you know, brings it here and how he sells it and, and how he went from, he said he sold, he probably spent like $500 his first time and then blew up. He has like, like so many stores around like um, Texas. So that inspired me. I'm going to have to give him credit. He was the one that inspired me to open up my own business. Like if he can do it, I can do it. And he was Arabic. So like, I was like, okay, I can, if he can do it, I can do it. Like, there's no way, there's no excuse. So then I started having my own jewelry business. That was my first um, um, business. And that's when I learned how to buy and sell and things like that and then and then I started doing a lot there's so many business I did in between then and now but yeah so yeah that's where my whole entrepreneur spirit came from like and I loved it I I love being an entrepreneur I love working for myself like I really hate working for other people and that's really what it really pushed me because you know growing up I was bullied a lot and um that has really has to do with our upbringing so like I was really bullied at home like so at school I was bullied a lot too so that really suppressed um I I wasn't able to speak up for myself at all like barely Mm. and then um working for other people I get bullied a lot it's easy to bully people when you know who to bully right so that really made me like I hate working for other people I have to work for myself and that really what pushed me to to where I'm at now because the desire to not work for anybody else. Thank you so much for sharing your career journey and like all <laughs> your life experience. Like a little bit of it. Though. One thing led to another. And I feel like you were always open to being curious and always taking risks. So I think that's a really important, um, you know, asset of being an entrepreneur. You have to have the ability to take risks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I guess I'll plug it in here. Candy also has an ebook. I was so impressed when you told me that you handle everything on your Empress website. Like, it looks like you have a team, but you do everything. Yeah, I do everything. <laughs> so what I had, um, years ago, I had started, um, I had started my own podcast. Okay. Years ago, right? Um, when I was doing Dating Eye Candy, which is like a relationship podcast, right? So that was the first time I started playing with websites. Well, I did websites when I was younger. Like, back in the day, it was like... <laughs> making websites was the thing but now anyway I learned so um I learned how to do my own websites that's why I know how to, yeah that's how I know mm-hmm. it now so mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> that's everything <laughs> I wanted to ask Kenny like how do you maintain work-life balance and many of us are 
in our mid careers and some of us have a family, others don't yet. So how do you um, balance your, your life with kids and all of your passions and hobbies? Um, it's a lot of sacrifices. I think as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of sacrifices and you just kind of have to figure out which one's more important, right? So I'm doing so much better now, like in, in, in as far as like where I'm at with my family and my, my life. Um, and that's because I sacrificed a lot of it when my kids were little. So I've gotten a lot ridiculed a lot by people like, um, why are you doing this? And da 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 da. You should be home with your kids. Da 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 da. Like that, I I've gotten that so much throughout my life. Um, but I knew if I didn't, it would take longer. That's how I felt. So I said I have to do this now. That way, by the time like they're teenagers or or like I can spend all my time with them. Like, mm-hmm. but some people think the opposite and think like you should spend as much time as you can with your kids while they're little and, still. Right, and then do it when they grow up. And I feel like you can do both. Like you yeah. can, you just have to learn what to sacrifice. And it sounds like your husband is super supportive. And you said that um, you incorporate your family into your business too. Like having them. Oh yeah. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I think especially when you have a man and if you are a woman <laughs> and you're very, if you're very independent, because I'm very independent. Um, sometimes we forget um, because we don't get, we don't ask permission. We just do things like, because you know how to do that. Right. So I just go ahead. Let's say I op- go ahead and open Empress. Um, which I did. <laughs> and it's like, we don't tell them like, Hey, I'm opening Empress and da, 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 what's your input? No, we just do it. Right. Yeah. What happens is, um, you, they develop a kind of like almost a resentment or maybe like, I feel left out. And then that kind of ruins the relationship. So what I learned now that I'm older, um, how to nurture your relationship when you're having a business, because um, I talked to other women that have, this, that have that problem, is involving them. Mm-hmm. And being independent, we just, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we don't think about them because we know what we want. Yeah. But when you involve them, it actually makes the process a lot easier. So now... Um, my husband's really like my backbone of our Empress business, like of all our business. And he gives, he's such, he's the idea man. So a lot of, uh, I give a lot of credit to him because he gives me a lot of marketing ideas that I have not, I didn't think about myself and being very independent. We're like, oh yeah, okay, welcome to it. And like, <laughs> you know, like don't really think about what he just said or, you know, but now understanding that we it's become a family business and now we're running other businesses like now we have our own like t-shirt line coming Ooh, out congratulations you and then we're you know we're doing everything together so he's in the nice. music music industry so we have a lot of marketing um information that other people don't know obviously mm-hmm. and music so it's like music and business so we kind of like if you involve them they're so much happier. Yeah. <laughs> they make you so much happier. You know, you have to like with men, you just have to like, hey, you know, baby, like, what do you think if we did it? And you may not be like, oh, that's such a horrible idea. You're like, okay, yeah, that's great. But like, sometimes these horrible ideas actually come out great ideas. And um, and that's what independent women need to know is like, we have to learn to tone us down. I know it sounds bad, but we do sometimes have to like tone. We got to fall back a little bit and, and have to listen, should listen, and think, 
you know i'm just saying because I, I do that i'm, I'm horrible at that I just, I'm, I'm an aries so i'm like full force <laughs> <laughs> like don't ask nobody don't say anything i got it but um no yeah. you want, I, when you're in a relationship you have to, that's yeah. why it's a relationship you have to do things to make them feel a part of it especially if you're so successful mm -hmm. they're, gonna feel, they're gonna feel left behind so yeah. and if to have a, a great successful family and husband and you want to show that to your kids you need to learn to be a team and uh, i think a lot of people forget about that i am so glad that you brought that up because i am like over here shaking my head i'm like yes yes i know what you mean <laughs> because i'm the same way like so strong and independent and you know with my past relationships like i was i think i was always too like headstrong you know i was always like very decisive with what right. i wanted and yeah. i just go off and do my own thing because it was part of my career goals and right. i didn't involve anyone else with me right. so that made it really tough to build and nurture you know a relationship if you want to have them in your life and yeah i mean i've, I've learned uh, you know that too is a hard lesson to learn <laughs> later on yeah, yeah, you might have to give him a title, like he could be co-founder, like, you know, what I'm like, like co-executive, you got to give him a title so they can feel like, oh, yeah, this is my thing too, like, um, I think that's really mm -hmm. important because we, we are like that, we just, yeah. I know what I want, I'm going to get it, and I'll need you to do it, and you know, can't be like that. Yeah. Well, I admire both of you so much because you're very career driven and you also take care of your family and you both are amazing role models for your kids. So that's amazing to hear that advice for people who are in similar situations. A power couple, indeed. Yeah, power couple. <laughs> so Candy, um, we wanted to know what other traits or skills do you think um, encompasses a strong, competent, and successful woman? The ability to not give up and the ability to get up when you're down so like obviously we come um there's a lot of obstacles in our life and we, we get a lot of like talk to like people always say things like you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that da, da, da. and when we get in our moments where we get depressed or when we're down um it's the the ability to get up from that and keep it moving that's that shows me that you're strong and that um, you don't let anything get in your way. Resilience and perseverance. I love it. I think that's probably my number one traits. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you said that when you were younger, you were so shy. So like at what point in your life did you get out of your shell? Because you didn't get a chance to do some things that other kids did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was very shy growing up. Like I was a very shy kid. Um, I didn't start to bloom. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> but what made me get out of my shell is adversity. Um, going through, I've been through so much in my personal life. Um, I've, I've been in like abusive relationships. Been going through so much and, and I've been a single mom a few times. So it's like, you know, I, I've been there and so like these things that, that occurred in my life had made me stronger yeah. and that made me more confident in myself because mm -hmm. I was very insecure. I was very, I had a very low self-esteem and um, having to stand up for yourself, mm -hmm. like once you can stand up for yourself, then that's it. Like nothing can stop you. And um, so that's how, that's what built my confidence up over the years. I mean, I, if you met me like 10 years ago, I was a different person. A totally different person. Like now you can't like you, 
no one can talk to me. <laughs> uh, no one can talk to me. No one can tear you down. Oh, no. Yeah. No. And especially since your parents were older and you had to do so much, like you had to rely on yourself to lift yourself up. Yes. And like negative self-talk is so like the worst thing. Like yes. to wake up and go to sleep with those negative feelings. So I'm glad that you came out of it so strong. And yeah, I'm just like, we don't know you personally, but we just are amazed by your stories. And it's a lot of um, <laughs> self-healing. I think I, yeah. always, you know, my advice for women is, is to take, if, if you had a traumatic past, is to go to therapy because okay. we can't succeed without therapy because we need um, to heal. So a lot of my obstacles was, was not being able to heal from my traumatic past. So once you can heal and acknowledge acknowledge your trauma, you can move forward and then things just start happening in your life, like good things, because mm-hmm. you acknowledged it, you've healed from mm-hmm. it, and now you're moving on. Um, nothing's holding you back. I had major, massive depression. Like, my, it was really bad. Um, so, and you're right, I had to rely on myself. I had, I had literally, I had nobody. Um, so. You're doing so I, much for other people too. Yeah, yeah, because I'm right. I'm always so busy taking care of everybody else. Like to this day, I take care of my mom, my parents still, like their affairs, because obviously they don't speak English still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, so like acknowledging your past and your traumas, that's number one. I always, I'm going to always give advice to anybody. If you have that in your life and you haven't got past it, you have to, you guys are going to have to figure it out right. how to cope or go to therapy because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to look forward. Therapy is nice because they don't know you personally and they can give you more professional advice and don't have, they don't have judgment towards you, right? Because they're just kind of, they're, they're well, trained think, to help. Also, you're able to speak freely yeah. without, um, not just because out of judgment, but like you can just feel like, oh my God, I can finally tell someone. Releasing it. Yeah, but you need an outlet. Yes, and not suppress all these feelings and emotions. And not just your friends. You can't tell your friends everything. Um, it really, you just can't. there's certain aspects in your life and your trauma or in your trauma that you just don't want to tell your friends. Right. Uh, this is someone that you can finally release everything, and then they can help pinpoint why do you behave this way. This is why you behave this way, and this is how you can cope or find other you know mechanisms to help you get past it. Yeah. Definitely want to normalize mental health, especially within the Asian community, because yeah. it's so stigmatized. You know, if you seek therapy, you might oh, seem like you're crazy or something, <laughs> or right? Something's, <laughs> something's wrong, wrong with you. With you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think especially our the Asian community needs therapy the most. Mm. That's true because we don't we don't often talk about our feelings to each other, yeah. right? You know? Right. Yeah. We don't have conversations and dialogue no. like this right <laughs> no, now. We no, we don't. I just knew. Upstairs, you don't really have a comment. Like my kids can come and talk to me whenever they want, and you know, my my daughter calls me all the time, oh. and we have a real relationship, right? Nice things that we never had, you know, with Asian parents. If it's not yelling at you or telling you what to do, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> There's no real dialogue. Yeah. yeah, no, I love yous and hugs. It's always lecturing you. Or you <laughs> well, Candy, thank you for being so open about going to therapy and finding your way through the tough times. And I'm sorry about all of the things that have happened to you, but 
I'm glad that you can move forward and accept it and um, like get out of it stronger than before. And Candy, we are curious to know, what do your identities mean to you? So you are a boss lady, Khmer American, a woman, a mother, a wife, a daughter. Um, what do all of your identities mean to you? Oh, you know, I really didn't think about having an identity. Um, I think I was really focused on being the entrepreneur. So if I were to pick an identity, that was like, I wanted to be that. Um, I really didn't, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I wasn't really proud to be Cambodian <laughs> for a very long time. I think I just, you know, now I'm maybe the past few years now I'm like, I'm reaching out to the Cambodian community. Um, and that's obviously because of past, of my trauma. So, um, and you know, obviously like how Cam I'm from like the Northeast, Cambodian community is kind of different and then I moved down south and they're I don't know how that works but like it it wasn't the greatest experience if okay. I, I would say it like that um so I never really identified myself as a Cambodian until like you know the past few years um yeah yeah I would just like identify I would identify myself as a entrepreneur um everyone always says oh you're a mom mm -hmm. Kids, so like that's that was kind of like the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was not really like something um, that's already already instilled in me. Like I'm a mom, yeah. Mom since I was 19 or 20, I had my daughter at 20. Oh, so, so young. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have kids yet, but we traumatized because our mom had me when I when she was 18. Mm -hmm. So then she said, "No, don't get married, don't have kids." don't date until after college. So she kind of um, traumatized us. <laughs> <laughs> because she felt like she missed out on her life. Yeah. 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 That's what, yeah. You know, and, and that's probably why I'm doing a lot of things now, yeah. um, which is really weird because I have my age, my kids range are, my daughter is um, 18. She's about to be 19. All the, all the way down to a five month old. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so I was like, I have a big range, and yeah. you know, I'm really starting over with my last two. Um, okay, what are you doing differently? Ah, you know what? Before I had these two, I was older, and I'm like, okay, my kids are getting older. I can do things for myself. So, like for me, actually, I'm a good candidate because I can tell you what it's like to raise children at 20. I can tell you what I was raised, how raising children at 39. You know, and it's completely different. I'm, I'm so much more laid back. <laughs> I'm so much more patient. So if I had to, had to tell people like, if you should wait, it just really depends on people's life. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm enjoying my life more as an, as I'm older, because I still feel young, you know, but you're also more patient <laughs> when you're older. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you, it's because you're a little bit more tired. So I've kind of been tired. I'm, I'm worn out from my older kid. Um, but if I had to suggest, I'd wait. If I had to start, I'd probably wait till I'm 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to have kids. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is your biggest identity. So yeah. um, what are you working on right now that our listeners could follow and support? Um, so I know you're on TikTok. I've been <laughs> even seeing your TikToks. <laughs> I know it's really weird. I have a TikTok. My kids have one, but they don't do anything. 
And it's huh? weird. <laughs> yeah. That's like me. Okay. I just watch yeah, other just people. Watch like, and I'm on TikTok, and I was like, that's kind of weird. But yeah, that's, that's, that's their, their mom. Like, they, they talk about me all the time. Like, yeah, my mom is a TikToker. Da, 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 da. But, <laughs> but everyone thinks I'm their, like, their sister. So when we go with places, you know, I'm like, oh, your sister is so pretty. And they're like, that's my mom. It's a great yeah. thing to have. To be, yeah, that's to true. feel young at heart and to look, look young, still look, look good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it stretches your lifespan out a little longer, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you uh, and, and still, like, still, you know, still be mature and still enjoy life. Your mm-hmm. lifespan is more stretched out. So mm-hmm. I can be out there longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, obviously I have Empress, there, our hair care line, but I'm expanding it. So it's called, you know, our website is Empress Luxury Brand, um, which means like it wasn't just like EmpressHair.com. It's because I was planning to add more. To oh, okay, mine. nice. So now we're launching makeup. This is Woohoo! new. I haven't told anybody, <laughs> but we're launching makeup in, uh, in March. So we're gonna we're gonna do the Empress makeup line. Um, so that's that's something that's new and I haven't told you. Wow, that's really exciting. <laughs> Empress luxury brand. Um, I love the mission behind it because Candy believes like these products will make you feel confident. Like it'll help enhance yourself and make you feel beautiful inside and out. So Candy, like through your business model, like your personality shines through that. So that's amazing. Yeah. I just- yeah, I want people, you know, like, everyone's, like, the queen, like, the queen is the thing that everyone talks about, and I was, like, well, we're Asian, so we're empresses, so, <laughs> and I was, like, I'm going with that, and I want everyone to feel like a queen, no matter, and conquer the world, like, that's the goal, right, so, like, like, other entrepreneurs, and other women that's starting businesses or doing things, um, I want them to feel like they can do anything, if I could do it, you could do it, like, that, that, that's mm-hmm. really what's behind the, the whole mission, um, also, like, uh, eventually, um, in the future, I would like to do, like, a, a scholarship for, like, single parents, because um, I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally, really ran this business with my money. Like, I know I didn't get money from anywhere else, no funding, no anything. So, like, I know how yeah. hard it was when I was single parent trying to start businesses. Like, I had no help. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's one of the things I wanted to give back is, like, I want to help other single parents who has dreams but they can't do it because they're short on funds so it's like i i want to eventually get to the point where i'm giving away scholarships um for single parents that's incredible you're always giving back <laughs> yeah that's, that you have to because um it, it's you know it's, it's not it forward yeah but it's not even just karma but you know you're supposed to do things because you not because for yourself but to help others and mm-hmm. i think i was always born to help people, uh, became a nurse, um, helped my parents out, like, it just in me, um, actually was named by, Karen came, was named by a nurse, the nurse that gave, help. oh, wow, yeah, she asked the nurse to, hey, give her an American name, so Karen was one of the top 10 most popular okay. names in the 80s, so. <laughs> not popular now, but it was then, that's <laughs> what I was about to say, it didn't click for me until the end, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Well, any um, final words of advice to our listeners that you'd like uh, to share? I think the really the only advice is to never give up. Um, there are times when you run a business and um, you're starting to think about having a business or the starting business, 
you're going to hear a lot of feedback from people that are negative. And if it's something that you can't stop dreaming about, and I mean, literally, like I had a time where I said, well, I'm just going to give up. Like, a lot of us go have gone through this. Like, I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go to work and come home and raise my kids. Like everyone tells me I should do it. Right. So, but every night I closed my eyes, I could not stop thinking about my business. Mm-hmm. And when I realized I can't stop thinking about it, even in my sleep, and that means this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So like my advice is like, if you're at that point where you cannot stop thinking about it, do not give up no matter what anybody says. Um, also um, seek therapy if you need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Those are my two advices. Well, Candy, we are so honored to have you on our podcast today. And I feel like every time that I talk to you, I just feel so pumped, <laughs> pumped up. Yeah. Empowered. Yeah, from your energy. <laughs> and we truly wish for you the best, like the yeah. most like happiness and success and keep us updated on the scholarship for single women. Okay. We are so for that and whatever supports we can do like sharing the scholarship and finding people and let us know how we can help support you and let us know what well, we're excited to see how, like what you'll be doing next. Like, I feel like you're always thinking always forward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always doing something. Yeah. And I'm so happy that our paths crossed. So thank you for like sharing your stories and being vulnerable. And I'm sure our listeners will feel a lot of strength from your stories today. Well, thank you for having me, girls. I'm very honored to be on your show, too, and I'd be able to share my story. I hope I get to empower other people as well. You know, we've been really excited, and we didn't reach out to you until we're like, oh, until we're established, you know, with our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but You guys are doing really well. I'm so proud. Oh, thank, you. Oh, thank you. And we're learning so much from you, and we can't wait to try your products. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Candy, for your words of wisdom and sharing your unique journey with all of us. And I'm really just impressed by your, your career path, honestly, and you've accomplished so much and we're, we're very proud of you. <laughs> I've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do like, it does, it really literally took me 15 years to get to this point. I don't think wow. it really does take that long. <laughs> yeah. It takes time it to, takes- to build your success. Yeah, right. exactly. The listeners, we appreciate you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please be sure to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Two Sisters and our website at twocomaricansisters.com. Bye! Bye.